Welcome to season two, Ahab's Boogaloo, with your hosts, Anne. Step on me, it's okay. And Adam. <laughs> season two! We actually made it. We made it through season one. We even did a season one wrap up. It's amazing. I got a message from a listener just thanking us for the podcast. Oh! And I think. Th- that's that amazing. the subtext was like, because there's no way you're going to keep going, right? <laughs> <laughs> like it was oh. a, thanks, thanks for doing that show. <laughs> <laughs> well, our, 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 you know, I don't know if it's catchphrase or what do you want to call it, but uh, is definitely we watch so you don't have to. So, you know. It's it's part of our mission. I think our catchphrase or slogan or whatever is still BYO Faith of the Heart. Yes. Which people do seem to like when they see it. That's um it's it's uh, I've, it's I've, I've heard a lot of people that really love the uh the Captain Ahab with the red glowing eyes thing. I am good son. <laughs> I make a lot of memes and stuff. Oh, yeah. Usually not Star Trek related. Like I did one a soccer one yesterday. I don't know. Just just whatever. I just like to <laughs> throw together the stupid little meme maker thing but uh yeah. laser eyes archer saying how he is a good son is something i'm actually proud of i'm very proud of it too <laughs> i'm proud of you for doing it <laughs> i'm laughing at the superior intellect so we are in season two yep i just saw a thing on trek today where berman said that usually when they do a cliffhanger they just do the episode and then come back and go i don't know and then try and write the end oh, jesus christ well i mean it worked for best of both worlds which i, I just guess. got to watch again and you know yeah. so okay all right whatever whatever your process is sure but uh, with this one, they wrote it pretty quickly afterward mm-hmm. and then had the outline for the next couple episodes uh, within the same sort of writing session. So, Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it was a little bit different for them. So I did a couple lines and got it all done. Nice. Yeah. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. <laughs> and then, you know, made sure there were like extra hot chickness uh-huh. uh, scenes. Yep. Just write that in <laughs> there. Just write, we need boobs. Boobies. I mean... I want to squeeze them. I love the spelling of boobs. Like it's B. How do you spell it? B e w b s. Yeah. Or B z. I like that spelling. <laughs> boobs. <laughs> the Netflix version does a little recap, but it's sadly lacking the Majel Roddenberry last time on Star Trek voiceover. Warning: Last chance to be a hero, Doctor. Get going. So we jump right back to where we were on Enterprise with T'Pol swearing up and down that Ahab isn't on the ship. Like, it's it basically just jumps right back into the story, which is which I appreciate. I like that. I appreciate that some of the movies did that, too. I think yeah. Star Trek 3 and 4. Three that th- whole, yeah, it's like it's like 2, 3, 4. Yeah, yeah did that. Yeah, they're just like w- one day to the next. I mean, they just... Mm-hmm. Very, very cool. You don't see that a lot. No. So, uh, yeah, when Trek does that, it's generally pretty good. Mm. We get the Enterprise completely surrounded by evil space testicles. <laughs> Those are balls. Silky isn't buying it. He's like, you've lied to me before. You know, he's... God, he's such a mustache twirling bad guy that brings up something with this character mm-hmm. what is this accent i don't know <laughs> it's like it's sort of transatlantic right and then trying to do sort of like evil british accent or something I, yeah but I d- what? it's the most two-dimensional kind of bad guy character 
Like they gave him no subtlety, no motivation really, just like I am an evil mustache twirling bad guy. I am completely and utterly evil. There's something that happens late in this episode where you start to see him like, I don't know, have some kind of... Some emotion other than I'm a bad guy, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, there's some emotional struggle that he's like, oh shit, you know. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it comes in pretty late in the game Uh for us to... To, to care and yeah he just sounds weird he just yeah it's an it's, odd choice for um his delivery well especially considering that none none of the other Suleban have that same kind of voice and accent right T'Pol is is like hey come on board see for yourself and Reed and Florida Man are like what the fuck are you fucking serious and I'm kind of sitting there going yeah I don't understand why she really did this that either but at the same time like you know, we're completely surrounded. They have all of their guns aimed at our warp drive. What do you suggest we do? So, and that's when we go into the themey theme. The General Goldman Company presents the American Gladiator. Let the game begin. We come back from the greatest theme song of all time, which everyone <laughs> just heard, uh, to a scene from Wally. <laughs> Or some weird episode of Futurama. Right, right, right. I half expected the, al- the little aliens to just fly by. Oh, totally. Just, where they just blow it up and fries in the foreground, just frozen, <laughs> holding his drink. Also, Idiocracy. It looks like yes. Idiocracy if Joe didn't show up and it was like, I don't know, 20 years later. Right, Because right. everything was like crumbling and falling apart. And, they <laughs> and everybody function. was dead because they starved yeah. to death because they were pouring the drink on their on their crops. Brondo, it's got what plants crave. <laughs> they were watering crops with a sports drink. It's just amazing. Ahab and Daniels are just kind of sort of bitching at each other. Archer is berating Daniels. Yeah. He yeah. is just reading him the riot act. Just yeah. like, oh, your little utopia is gone. Somebody lose a federation. He's being such a dick. And Daniels is trying to like be like, look, it's fucking complicated, man. And yeah, and Ahab is just like, meh, meh, meh. Fuck you. Stupid. The energy did not match at all. No. That was what I realized I had a problem with. I was like, if Daniels had was giving it back to him and they were mad at each other. Yeah. Or Daniels was just frustrated because mm. he really fucked up. Like, yeah. Seriously <laughs> fucked up and destroyed everyone he ever knew. And every, everything. Yeah. Yeah, every everything he ever stood for is fucking dust. Uh-huh. So yeah, he fucked up massively. So if he'd have been like freaked out and frustrated, and like Archer is just raging at him, which, which understandably because he's like, yeah, um, now you live in a post-apocalyptic hellscape, and there's no even electricity, right? <laughs> much less time travel shit. Uh-huh. So, yeah, totally. And Daniels is basically just kind of blanking him. Like, that's the best way I can describe it. He's just like, mm, you know. Yeah. Then he's like devastated to see this particular mo- monument is gone. He won't tell Ahab what it is. To me, it really doesn't seem like it would be a bad idea for Daniels to kind of bounce ideas off of our Ahab. 
you know, and like tell him a little bit so that they can like discuss and maybe figure something out. But Daniels is still doing the, you know, I can't say, I can't tell you. Which he keeps up for, you know, a very short amount of time. So like, why uh, bother? I yeah, mean, yeah. Once you land in a po- post-apocalyptic hellscape, it's like, well, not, all right. Yeah. Anyway, like, <laughs> who gives a fuck feel, anymore? Yeah, exactly. I feel like the, I feel like we need to discuss some things, or at least <laughs> maybe you can kind of bounce some ideas off of me. You know, like yeah, I'll tell you whatever you want to know. The, the, all of time just ended or whatever. Yeah, right? everything worth a shit is gone. So uh-huh. here you go. Yeah, sure, Romulans. Tell yeah. you all about them. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yes. Speaking of the library, I love the image of the post the post apocalyptic building, you know, and there's like trees and vines growing all over it. I love that. And then there's the amazing interior. It's it's very CGI, but it's only damaged by Ahab walking in front of the green screen. <laughs> like, it's like it's like you get this really cool, like, ooh, very cool library, and then, like, Ahab, and he's just, you know, you can so see the the lines of, you know, green screen around him. It's very annoying. Yeah, every uh, other building is destroyed and twisted, except this library, except where the books library. are still on the shelves. Yeah, and there's, and there's a, a giant skylight in the middle of the room. It's amazing. <laughs> It's nice. There's hardly any dust or yeah. cobwebs or anything. Yeah. I don't know. There's just, I don't know. It's fine. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And Daniels is all like, what the fuck? Paper books? Oh, my God. And Ahab is just snotty about it. Yeah. He's like he's like, a, he's like a teenage boy that's like being dragged shopping or something. <laughs> I don't want to go. This is stupid. <laughs> See, I can't do it because I'm a teen. I, I was a teenage girl, so. <laughs> well, stupid. Yeah, there we go. Oh, I guess. Oh. Are we done? Oh. <laughs> well, I want to go to Tashi Station and get some power, power converters. <laughs> exactly. And then meanwhile, sort of, it or doesn't really work. Before. I mean, be- I don't know. Before, yeah. <laughs> um. The Sulaban guys are, you know, swarming all over the ship and scanning everything in their footy pajamas. And I love um, their little docking method. I did too. Yeah, this yeah, is kind of like, brilliant. Where they just kind of centipede onto each other, uh-huh. and then go onto the dock, which is universal somehow. Somehow, but yeah, because yeah, it would just yeah. be too much of a pain in the ass, honestly, as a show for oh, everyone God. to have docks that don't match up. So I get it. Exactly. But it is bizarre. <laughs> Pushing credulity, yeah. And then on the bridge, they're looking at the discs that are fairly easily forgettable because they aren't actually important to the plot. Not much. You know, they're That's like true. barely important to the plot. They had that whole commando mission to get those discs, yeah. and I had like forgotten about them. Exactly. I forgot how that, like, what the. Cause I was trying to remember what, um, what's with the discs again? Like, yeah. I, I just. It's so. I think there's a time travel thing with the discs, right? Right, right. Okay. okay well, it's the it it's the um, the discs are the proof and the pictures that somebody took for their Instagram while they were <laughs> fucking the Enterprise and blowing up the colony. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's why uh, they're important. Right. <laughs> but like, that's what that was. Otherwise, that's a really easily forgettable plot point. Remember. Yeah, I like the the way that the scanners work, where yeah. they're they're walking around and they're holding the little screen 
you know, to look at it. And so it's yeah. scanning beyond it. Makes perfect sense. Uh-huh. Then they pick up the disc and he waves it in front of the screen instead of in front of the <laughs> scanny part. Did I didn't you notice, notice that? that? But yeah, no. <laughs> I was like, Jesus wait, Christ. why would that? Why would that work? What? It's real that, weird. I'm betting that was probably just like a, you know, the actor didn't know which way to do it, you know. Oh, absolutely. Or something, you know, I don't know, but yeah. And nobody caught it. Nobody was no, like, well, this is yeah. how this works. This is right, how this right. gadget works. <laughs> which is a kind of, you know, important things in Star Trek. Silky threatens that he'll punish them. If they find Ahab. <laughs> exactly. He's so evil. Yeah, he's like just threatening everybody. And yeah, puts a gun in Hoshi's face. I live to be bad. Something about copying the discs, blah, blah, mm-hmm. some bullshit. Mm-hmm. That doesn't matter, really. There's some in-close shots where you can really see the Suluban makeup. It, you know what? It still looks good. I don't know what technique they used, but it's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, it is some awesome makeup just it just yeah. sticks i don't know how they it couldn't have been comfortable no to wear not. i'm yeah. sure it was probably uh, a whole ordeal mm-hmm. for these actors but uh it still holds up it does there's a lot of old stuff you know if you're watching well certainly tos but even tng now with our high def Ooh, screens yeah. and stuff where <laughs> the makeup Colors you just see it, you match. go oh yeah that's that's <laughs> yeah. not good so Eey. somebody just took some play-doh and stuck it to that guy's face you can see the little seams on things yep, and yep. and all that but uh 100 credit to the uh, makeup crew on this one yeah on this one, yeah well done it still looks fantastic yeah i just wanted uh, to say something positive because oh no sure <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. we're bla- blasting this episode so <laughs> it's far. It has some good points. Um, number two footy pajama Sulaban guy who never actually gets a uh, a name as far as I can tell. He's just Silky's number two. Um, yeah. Comes on the bridge. He's got a weird head. He's got like a really odd lump at the top of his dome. He, it's he does. Wait, yeah, who is that? I'm gonna out. look. Let me look at. Yeah, stick, look it up because I I never got a name. It's Keith Allen as Suliban Commander Ron. R A A N. So Ron. Okay. Yeah, his, <laughs> so name his is name's Ron. Ran. Maybe it's Ran. Ron. I'm just gonna call him Ron. And it's Keith Allen. He was also on Mad Men. That's hey, that's a big deal. Oh, Mad Men's yeah. a huge show. Yeah. So he comes on the bridge and confirms that Ahab isn't there, but there are some anomalous time clues, and he calls the turbo lift a lift. And it stuck out to me because they never, I don't remember them actually having called it that before. Maybe I just missed it. But then I realized on, you know, all the other shows that it's a turbo lift. Mm-hmm. And I realized how how dumb that sounds. <laughs> like, I was like, oh my God, a tur- turbo lift? What the yeah. fuck? Well, you it's know? like how, how we were talking about how, why would they call it a star base? Right. Of course, right. it's a fucking star base. It'd be right. weirder if it was a land base. Yeah, exactly. I just, I it just would just never... be the base. Right. Just be right. base 127 or something. Yeah. Star but base. The same thing with this turbo lift thing. And I'm like, why in the fuck did I not think about how silly it sounds to say turbo lift? Turbo. Again, Silky's, you know, twirling his mustache and, you know, talking about how evil he is. He might as well be smoking a cigarette and saying, we have ways of making you talk. 
you know? <laughs> and the cigarette is in like a, a cigarette holder. Oh, yeah. Like and he's holding it. He's holding it with his thumb and gold. forefinger, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they're going to lock everybody in their quarters or, yeah. or some shit like that. Um, it, somebody touches Florida man, so he just oh, Florida's out for a second. <laughs> just starts like shoving people murr, back murr. that have guns. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you doing? He he totally goes into like bar fight mode or something. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? Hell Fuck no, you, man! Don't touch me. You invaded my personal bubble. <laughs> and milk toast. There's a real quick scene of milk toast walking by, and he has the most terrifying look on his face like he really looks pissed off and i really want to see that kind of reaction from him maybe more often instead of that just kind of shocked like bewildered look that he mostly has wouldn't that have been great if they lingered on that for a second and then at some point he like snapped and like beat the fuck out of one of the guys and then yes maybe they you know maybe they rough him up after or something like that but just to see him actually like get pissed do something so the Sulaban take over the ship and start flying it away to wherever they wherever the Sulaban go support the show by signing up at patreon.com slash Star Trek stuff or leave a tip at paypal.me slash Star Trek stuff let's keep the show ad free except these they don't count Archer's gonna be mad that he was gone for like 10 seconds and then the ship got taken over <laughs> like people give Tilly all this shit because as soon as she was in charge of Discovery the Wicked Witch of the West lady like yeah. took over Discovery it's like yeah you know Archer did the exact same thing uh huh Except that was his his first in command. His 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 right hand like yep. got got the shit taken over. Yep. But Tilly was a fucking ensign. <laughs> no, she shouldn't. Have. No, Tilly shouldn't be first officer. She's a fucking ensign. Agreed. I'm sorry. Uh, I like agreed. Tilly. No. I like Tilly. I, I think Mary I love Wiseman's Tilly. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love the character and everything, but it is really dumb that she's first officer. That's just dumb. Yeah, that didn't make any damn sense. Uh, yeah, I mean, she, she's she's super fucking cool, though. Yeah. I listened to an interview on Greatest Discovery, and uh, she's super fun. She's super cool. Oh, she had, she had, they were actually interviewing her? Yeah, yeah, they talked oh to her. Oh, my God. Damn. That's awesome. Yeah, I'll yeah she's, that. she's fucking cool, and her husband's awesome. He's on the mm-hmm. show, mm-hmm. and he's like the hugest Trek nerd. Oh, yay. I am always I thrilled when an actual fan gets to be on the show. Seriously. And that's something that I think people forget about when talking about um, Wesley Crusher. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because Will Wheaton was a big Star Trek fan, and he's like, yeah, I get to be on Star Trek. And then everyone's like, I fucking hate your character. Right. And he's like, right. no, it's no, fucking bittersweet, yeah. man. That's bittersweet. It is. And and Whoopi Goldberg was a huge Star Trek fan, too. That's very true. They they basically wrote that part for her, you know, which is yes. fucking awesome. Jealous. Um, so <laughs> our next scene is Starfleet headquarters. It looks good. I'd love to see, like, somebody take all of those matte paintings from all the different series of the same place, you know, like like Starfleet headquarters in this, in this show and in this show and this show, you know, and, like, have them all together. I'd love to see that. Somebody do that. Get get on get on that. Get on do, that. Do that. <laughs> There's a that's one thing that's really cool in Star Trek Online. Uh, it starts you out. Oh, you're fresh out the academy, you know, right. kind of thing, and you can run around the whole complex. And <gasps> oh it's my god, ve- it's very cool. It's that's a fun thing. Um, yeah. 
to do in the Star Trek Online, which I just wish was good. It's not good. Oh, I've talked too much sucks. about Star Trek Online. I still want. I still want to mess with it. Just to see all that stuff. It might be worth getting for uh, on the computer. I don't mm-hmm. think it's worth getting on console, but get it, get no. it for your computer. I think uh, if, if your computer is up to spec, because mm-hmm. you know computers like that. Um, yeah. that that'd be worth checking out. It's a game. Everyone here is playing it. It's fun. Well, Saval, the dude that I always personally remember from the Alien Nation TV show. <laughs> is bitching about the enterprise being 3 do- 3 days overdue from meeting the ship that's supposed to that was supposed to take to Paul and Flocks away another easily overlooked plot point and Saval like brush ignores all the challenging questions that the starfleet guys pose and you know just basically is on a crusade against Ahab and Enterprise he's being his I'm a Vulcan I swear I, I really <laughs> really I am his portrayal is so un-Vulcan Sucks. that I'm like so is he like an Andorian in disguise or something like yeah. just there to cause chaos <laughs> is uh-huh. that what's going on I think he's diabetic and has not had his, enough sugar today you're not you when you're hungry Snickers satisfies every time we've seen him yeah because he's like um, that in other episodes, too. Oh, then, yeah, he's just a bitch. So he's arguing with Admiral Pushover guy, whatever. <laughs> Forrest, yeah. Forrest, yeah, that's him. Step on me, it's okay, guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Admiral Dormat is like, but no, uh And then there's this other guy. Yeah. I do- we haven't seen him before, right? The redneck guy? I feel like he's been in the background but has never been has never had this many lines before. Commander Truck Bro is just like, <laughs> "Hey man, don't you you never answer my question. You got you got a problem, Larcher man. You know he's just. I'm like, who the fuck is this? Squarehead, very much. I'm assuming he becomes important later because this is the only scene he's in. <laughs> No. What? He, he he's around. Why isn't this the scene then where Forrest gets a backbone? Yeah. Why is yeah. redneck guy the the back commander uh-huh. truck bro? Why is <laughs> why is he the one that's sticking up for Archer and everything and just being like, hey man, hey, keep my eyes, man. Murka. But why is Captain Murka? just there why is he there at all i don't i don't get this guy yeah i don't either yeah and honestly you want this scene to be complex and have lots of information to relay but there really isn't that much it's just them going we don't know why the ship didn't meet them and then they send the vulcan ship after the enterprise that's really it right that's all that happens there you know and and could have been i don't know just done better Again, this is a Berman and Braga joint. I don't like their style at all. They do a lot of shit that doesn't need to be there, and they don't do more where there needs to be more. I had something similar in my notes about the utility of this scene, because ultimately what they would both want, since they detected all these other ships and then Mm -hmm. Enterprise disappears, it's like, well, are they in trouble? Then send the big Vulcan ship. Right, right. Right. Both of them should have the same goal. Like, like, yeah. like, hold on, hold on. We don't have all the info. We go send that other ship, 
and then we'll find out what's up. Like, right. But send the big ship with the big guns and the Vulcan big. <laughs> Just, yeah. The same thing needs to happen in either case. So right, what are right. they yelling at each other about? Exactly. It's contention where there just doesn't need to be contention. I don't know what we're yelling about! It's a weird style that Berman and Braga have. We don't get as much of it in every episode, but unfortunately because this is an episode that's tied so much to, you know, the future of the mission and blah, 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 then we have to have it, which is annoying. No, I think mean, we shouldn't have to do this! Back on the Enterprise, Silky and Ron, I'm just going to call him Ron, are trying to get in touch with shadowy future time bad guy and they can't. Um, and number two is almost as much of a, you know, muhahaha mustache twirler as Silky is. And dudes like this love to say the word punished. And slowly turn their heads side to side when they say things. You know what I'm saying? Like, as they say their line, they slowly turn their head, like, to, to you know, diagonal and down. And You know, I mean, it's just like this, you know? I don't know. It's just so weird. Feel the weight of my word. Punished. <laughs> punished. So they prepare the surgeons and bring him the Vulcan. You know, yeah, I mean, it's just so flat. There's always a lot of uh, preparation and bringing forth for these right. kind of bad guys, aren't there? <laughs> yeah. yeah, prepare the blah, blah, blah. And some dude's in the back going, okay, and like hits a button. <laughs> All right. And that's like his only job, you know. This is what I picture Jeff Bezos's life is like. He just stands up and goes, prepare my yacht. No, 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 the other one. <laughs> and someone goes, yes, sir. Yes, and, like, sir. And scurries, scurries away backwards, you know. Little <laughs> teams of people that are scurrying because he said, prepare the thing, whatever. And yeah. then this number one Cinco Fant is like, you heard the man. You know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> jump to it. This is what I assume billionaires do. Well, I mean, what the fuck else do they do? Really? It'd be quite powerful. Oh, really? And I could just put all my friends in charge of everything and just rape and pillage the economy and line my pockets with money and go battle with power? You actually could do that, you know? It's, uh... The Suleban base thing is pretty cool. Uh, mm. It looks like a fucked up regular one. It does, yes. And it's in the middle of a nebula, which is cool. Yeah. Most any time you see... Uh, a structure it's around a planet or right. whatever so it's just like floating in a nebula is actually that's pretty cool it is pretty cool how it do you orient cool. yourself like if you're I, agreed do you just spin around i like, guess they'd have like thrusters that kept them in place you know yeah ds9 must do that right yeah it has just a little let's just kind of yeah yeah you know, kind of move it in, in, exactly. in space in order to keep it in place keep or something. it in place yeah yeah so everybody can find it yeah, the, the nebula does remind me of the goop in Ghostbusters 2, though. Oh, I don't even remember Ghostbusters 2. Really? The pink goo that they all, like, you know, they create this pink glob that... Oh, never mind. Anyway. No, I don't remember anything about Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> I remember the first one very well. Right, the, right. The sequel, I'm like, yeah, I, don't, I don't fucking know. The only, the only thing great about the sequel was... Um, the one actor, Peter McNichol, Peter Nichols, Peter McNichols or Peter Nichols. Um, he played the the kind of wormy dude that was under the bad guy's spell. Sure. He was great. Okay. <laughs> 
I believe you. Okay, good. Uh, all right, great. You want a baby? Go ahead and knock up some willing hellhound. Silic and his friends are like, oh, no, we have angered the time god. Uh, right. Archer wasn't there. Fuck do we do now? And the other guy, what, what, Ron, is that what we're calling Ron, him? Ron, yeah. Yeah, Ron's like, just fucking blow up the Enterprise. Yeah, Who fuck cares? Em. Blow it up. But uh, Silic is a little bit smarter than that. He's like, yeah. no, more. No, I must talk to the shadowy mm. guy. Yeah. Get further instructions. They also get a lot of instructions. I'm waiting for Emperor Palpatine to appear and talk. I don't know. Yeah, and then we're back to meanwhile um, in the dusty library from that tr- Twilight Zone episode about the dude who has all the time in the world to read, but then his <laughs> glasses break. There was time now. Yeah. Whoa, it's not exactly. fair. That's a great. That's episode. exactly what it is. Yeah, but but yeah, yeah that is a fantastic episode. Um, and Ahab hasn't found any of the references to the Federation that Daniels is talking about. And finally, it seems like Daniels has actually figured out what's going on. Which I'm like, why didn't you just say that? Um, that somehow, basically, him taking Ahab out of the equation has caused all this. I mean, of course it is. Like, I, yeah. I don't know why he thought it could be anything else. I know. It's like yeah. everything was fine, then I did a thing, uh-huh. and now it seems everything is not fine. It could be the thing that I did when I was fucking around with the time stream. Uh-huh. Yeah. It, it, it takes him a little too long to come to this conclusion. Exactly. And then, so Daniel's a speed rating. And Ahab finds a book called The Romulan Star Empire, which he's very like, ooh, what's this? And Daniels is like, no, don't look at that. And I'm like, wait, what? wait. If everything is gone and the Warp 5 program was dissolved, how the fuck do they know enough to, about the Romulans to write a book on it and put it in the library? Uh, I'm going to stretch and just say that, like, well, we knew some other species, and then they knew the Romulans. Like, you know, the, the Vulcans might have told us some stuff about the Romulans. Right. The Vulcans damn sure knew the Romulans. Yeah. That's all I can think. Maybe that's what it is. I guess. That's the best I can do, too. And I'm just like, because I was just like, what? Wait, what? Because that doesn't come up until later in this season. The Romulans? Yeah. If I remember right, tell me if I'm wrong about this. The first mention of the Romulans is the one where it's Mark Lennard and he's playing the Romulan sub-commander kind yes. of thing. Yes. Oh, I say, sorry, I say sub-commander. That's but a little confusing a- because that's an actual rank within right. R- Romulan and uh, <laughs> right, and Vulcan the military. So a submarine commander basically is what he's playing in that yeah. submarine episode. It's a balance of terror. Is that, is yes. that it? Yeah. Okay. Is that the first mention of the Romulans? I think so. Yeah. As far as I remember. Otherwise, it that there wasn't any real reason to have that come up. So, yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah. So, Daniels is explaining that, you know, his mission, Ahab's mission, uh, it's not really that Ahab was the linchpin, but, like, everything that Ahab did, everything that he, you know, the, the kind of ripple effect that he had... His mission would have led to more missions, and that makes a little more sense, but it's still like, wow, that's that's a hell of a fucking thing, you know? I kept wondering during this conversation, is there a humble brag version of a question? Because if you know that you are the first real deep space mission, right. the first Warp 5 mission, he's like, I don't get why I'm so important. Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> Asshole. <laughs> I guess that is very correct. You are oh, right. Oh, <laughs> does it does it turn out that uh, I'm very consequential? Oh, what do you know? <laughs> you fucking dick. You're the yeah, commander yeah. of the first warp five vessel. Yeah, of course. Schools are being named after you. Of course, yes, dumbass. Yeah, you've met a yeah. bunch of new species. You've blown up a bunch of shit. Like, of course, you fucking matter. <laughs> Jesus, he knows. <laughs> he sat still for a picture thing where they took his portrait to hang up at Starfleet Academy. Like he knows. Right. right yeah. Me. Yeah. Oh, me. Get the fuck out of here. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Daniels has an aha moment and he takes Ahab's communicator and scanner and he tells him that the Suleiman are working for bad guys that came from 300 years in his own past. And I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm just going to go okay because like that, all of that seems weird. Because I'm kind of like couldn't you go back in time and like s- stop that from happening then uh, that's a temporal cold war then somebody <sighs> else can go change that somebody else can go change that yeah uh, it's funny because i was watching uh the old x-men cartoon yeah the one from the 90s you know y'all y'all know right <laughs> and bishop and cable are doing that for like several episodes oh <laughs> and, where they're going back uh, like on top like behind each other yeah. And fighting. And I realized, I was like, dude, why is this happening? And it's so confusing. And I realized absolute stroke of genius yeah. for them to do this because you just keep reusing uh, the animated footage. I was going to say <gasps> footage, but it's oh animation. Oh, my God. Yeah, you're right. So you just keep doing the same thing over and over again. Oh, look, Wolverine jumps on the thing again because that's right. what he did before. And then they went back before that. And then You don't have to redraw it. Yep, you don't have oh. to redraw it. You don't even have to have the actors revoice it. Ooh, that's smart. I was like, oh, that's fucking genius. Yeah, no Fuck shit. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, that's so lazy, but it's brilliant. But it's brilliant, yeah, yeah. And I'm going to tie that into Star Trek. Yeah. I am. I'm not. I, I realize this has been a tangent. You know, me talking about the X Men or whatever. <laughs> but I'm gonna. I'm gonna tie this into Star Trek. You know who voiced Apocalypse? Who? Core. Core. The guy that played Core, who was in the original series that starts the oh, bar fight oh, oh, with right, Kirk right, and every, right. with yeah, Scotty yeah. and everybody. Yeah. And then he comes back on DS9 and he's like old and he's shit hammered all the time. And he's like, <laughs> right, we shall right. find the sword of Kalis. You know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And he has, but he's Apocalypse. His voice is incredible. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. so good. Keeping the three sons to his back, he forced the enemy to fight him against the blinding light. Weak and foolish mutant, you are corrupted by those who want peace. You cannot oppose me. He is. He's great. I knew I could get that back to Star Trek. Yay. <laughs> All right. That's fine. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> Daniel says he can use this stuff to send images of themselves through time. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And he says they learned how to do it in high school, which is like, you know, like, <laughs> fuck you. You know, I went to a private school. Yeah, yeah. Okay, whatever. Um, and it, but I mean, but agreed, it's more sh- useful than the shit I learned in high school. So mm-hmm. whatever. And they get the, the super determined, you know, intense look of like, we have a plan now, you know, thing. And then the next scene, I fucking hate this scene. 
Yeah. I fucking hate it. It's shitty. It didn't have to be done this way. They have to tie the bad guys have to tie the girl to the train tracks and torture her. And strip her down too. She's just in her yeah. underwear. They've got this thing around her neck. The idea is that they're pumping some kind of drug into her or something cuz she's well, kind of yeah. disoriented. It's like truth serum drug, I guess. Right. This right. would have been uh, only a few years after uh the movie True Lies that had a famous yep. scene where they they pumped the the truth drugs into you. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's what I kept thinking of uh, during this. Mm -hmm. But it was like she was wearing this collar thing that was just this big boxy thing. It's very odd. That didn't actually connect to her neck. (laughs) Right. I noticed that, too. I was like, (laughs) okay, well, but it's not actually touching her in any way. If they're going to do that, like have it be some weird lights that like pointed her brain or something or like why? build the thing they've done they've done torture scenes before yeah, yeah. I, if you're gonna build the thing have it show, show it like pumping the fluid into her into her body something you can do that pretty easily yeah, yeah. it didn't seem too hard but okay well whatever yeah. they did this instead but yeah and and she just keeps repeating that the vulcan science director has determined that time travel is impossible and it drives silk silky absolutely crazy like audiobooks hate nazis Listen to The Holocaust Saviors by Ryan Jenkins on Audible. Narrated by Adam. Hear the true stories of covert heroism during humanity's darkest hour. That's The Holocaust Saviors by Ryan Jenkins on Audible. Meanwhile, quick scene of Daniels constructing his time communicator, I guess is the best way to say it. Um, And I love making Ahab his lab bitch. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> love yeah. that part now you're my lab assistant you <laughs> fucking troglodyte compared to me i did this in high school yeah <laughs> uh i bet you still eat meat <laughs> uh, <laughs> you fucking barbarian <laughs> exactly there's a shot in this where you see daniels's um matrix s&m suit thing right 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 close Mm -hmm. a little bit and i'm so so tickled that they took the time to have his underlayer thing underneath all those weird black ropes and stuff yeah yeah it's like disco sparkle on black yes 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 why is there (laughs) glitter on the just just make it flat black i don't know why it needs to glitter (laughs) what is this thing that he's wearing why would that be what about that says, like, okay, oh, now it's a time travel suit. Right, right, exactly. It wasn't time travel until it was sparkly. Yep. <laughs> right, of Absolutely. course. Uh, the Glitter Queen struck again. What would have been awesome, what would have been completely fucking awesome, is if he was wearing pretty much the same suit that Sam Beckett wore when he first stepped into the Quantum Leap machine. Yeah. That white thing with the turtleneck. It was like white and blue, yeah. I think. I can't remember. Uh-huh. But it was like some kind of outfit or whatever. That would have been the unmitigated shit if they'd have oh just God. subtly like had that <laughs> something that evoked Quantum Leap. Yes. Oh, that would have been the best. Yes. Oh, that's so funny. I bet Bakula wouldn't have even realized it because he wore it for oh, like God. one scene in like 1986. Oh. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. whatever. And then he had to do 10,000 other costumes completely different every single episode. Right. So I right. bet he wouldn't have even remembered. They could have snuck it right <laughs> by him. That would have been so cool. <laughs> it would have been great. I would have loved it. Yeah, they really should have done that. <laughs> 
Oh, boy. Back on Enterprise, Florida Man has figured out a way to talk using the intercom system in their rooms. And we get this really close-up shot of Reed's face. Um, and it's kind of, I don't, it's kind of uncomfortable. <laughs> like, you're like, okay, I don't need to see all of his pores. I think it's a, a choice. Like, I recognized it the second time around. Right. I, th- I think I get it. All of their shots, like this comes back later where he, they get more yeah. people on the, the party line. And so right, I'm, I'm right. sorry, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but I just want no, to talk okay. about that uh, that film technique or whatever the real term is. I don't fucking know. Yeah. Uh, where they're all in close during yeah. the intercom scenes. And I think that yeah. that helps add to the trapped feeling. Yeah. They're oh, all definitely. Kind of just trapped because they're literally trapped. They're just in those yes. those little rooms in their so I, tiny rooms. Yeah. Right. So I think that that's why they did that. I I, I think don't so. No, no, that. But uh, yeah. I think that it adds to that feeling. No, I definitely I agree with you a hundred percent because. Uh, but the only thing that felt a little odd was when they did that in the the scene you're talking about. The shot they did of Hoshi. There's this really cool depth of field thing where like behind her is really fuzzy and she's like kind of like you just see like half of her face while she's talking or, you know, a small portion of her face while she's talking. But everybody else, everything is in focus. Mm -hmm. And it's like it's a little bit like out of place when they do it, when they do something different with her. It would have been so much cooler if they had done that with all of them. You know what I mean? Like, the whole room is fuzzy except for their face next to the intercom. That would have been cool. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's just armchair, you know, editor, you know, cinematographer thing that I don't know what I'm doing or talking about. So, <laughs> it's fine. But we're back in the Terminator future, and uh, <laughs> Archer's still working on the spoon. Like, he's still fucking with the spoon. Like So, like, the back yeah. and forth isn't showing a lot of time passage. Right. Which, I guess... That's fine because they're on a whole other timeline. So it's like, yeah. I, I guess in a way it doesn't matter. I don't know. I think I, I, I feel like that there had to have been some thought about that, about like, mm-hmm. well, you know, it actually technically doesn't really matter. Yeah. No, uh, exactly. Yeah. Daniel says he made the biggest mistake in the history of time travel. <laughs> and I love that phrase because it's like, uh-huh. And then you stop and think about it. The history of time <laughs> of travel. Of time travel. Which would be uh-huh. something that would be completely fluid anyway if there's right. time travel and you can affect events and things like that. So mm-hmm. I love that because mm-hmm. I just sat there and spun around in my brain. It's one of those things where it's like, like I, I wasn't high when I watched it, but if I had been, <laughs> I think I'd still be just sitting there on the laying on the floor going, the history of time travel. <laughs> the history of time oh, travel. Time travel. Oh my god. Oh. Dude, pizza's here. <laughs> A- Ahab's like, why can't we contact the future before the current, you know, the events, you know, that are that caused the problem? And I'm like, Sam Beckett would know the answer to that. <laughs> and Daniels is like, fuck no, I'm not doing anything that's like not strictly by the book anymore. And I'm like, good. Biggest mistake in the history, in of, history of time yeah, travel. Do not yeah. want to make literally everything worse so yeah yeah you know all right archer just keeps needling him he's just still mad <laughs> he's still like <laughs> fucking with daniels why don't you do something better smarter smart guy yeah <laughs> the whole time he's just like what so you, weird. you think you're so you smart just, you 
Didn't do it right. Shut up. Did this in high school. Yeah, Daniels is still like keeping his cool or whatever. He's still just being yeah. like, yeah, you know, okay, yeah. So I have made the biggest mistake in the history of time. He's remarkably calm. Daniels is remarkably, remarkably calm for destroying yeah. like everything. Everything. Yeah. I would yeah. not be this calm. No. <laughs> just like, oh boy, I made a little oopsie. <laughs> you blew it. They talked about, like, people who were not 100% human, like, you know, the race, the different alien races have mixed quite a bit. Maybe he's part Vulcan, so he's a little chiller. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe. I don't know. He's part Romulan. Maybe Uh he's... ah, (laughs) Which would still make him part Vulcan. Uh And then maybe he's part those giant fish people from that one episode of TNG. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That are like, and they eat the, like, you know, the stuff out of the buckets. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so the henchmen drag Paul back to her quarters and, like, flop her down. It really pisses me off. There's no fucking reason why they wrote this whole thing into the plot other than to torture her. In her underwear, specifically. We knew the bad guys were bad guys. We didn't have to, like, do this to know that they were bad guys. It's fucking stupid. And everybody knows that Vulcans don't lie. Right. So, you know, okay, Sulaban, dumb motherfuckers. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, Great. This is what we know about Vulcans, that they just don't lie. So, uh-huh. okay. I mean, you know, uh. Spock pushes the envelope quite a bit. Well, yeah. I exaggerated. So she's all, like, weird brain torture, like, trying to get over. Uh, mm-hmm. This is the only time, I think, that we have seen her just on her own. Yeah. And it's kind of brutal that that moment for us mm-hmm. is her dealing with get it, her getting her brain kicked in. Being tortured. Yeah, trying yeah. to keep her composure and get over whatever this th- stuff that made her like shit hammered and truthful mm-hmm. or whatever. And she doesn't have a blanket. Like she's shivering and she doesn't have a blanket. And that bothers me. <laughs> like, I'm like, why doesn't she have a blanket that she can pull over herself? Oh, I forgot. They have to show her body. Well, then we couldn't see that midriff. And that's what yeah. it's all about. Exactly. The midriff and then that one shot where it pans around and it's just her ass in the foreground. Mm-hmm. Just yep. dead center screen. Just like, yeah, we're just going to need Jolene ass right mm-hmm. here for a little mm-hmm. while. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Berman Braga. Very cool. Yep. Yeah. So it just feels wrong, that, that whole thing. It does. The whole thing is just fucked up. <sighs> and then Archer's head appears and goes, hey. Hey, wake up. Wake up. <laughs> <laughs> I told you time travel was real. I told you to keep an open mind, see? And she's still repeating, she's still recovering. She, she keeps repeating the same thing she had said before during her torture. So she's doing fine. But anyway, he finally gets through to her, and they do do a pretty cool thing where they zoom in on her eye reflection, and it shows Ahab's head you know, in the, the kind of green, staticky looking thing. And he, he's talking to her, trying to get through to her. And he tells to Paul that she needs her to trust him. And I'm like, when has she not? When has she been anything but loyal to you to the point of her own fucking detriment? Yeah. God, I hate his character. Yeah, so he's like a floating, talking head. Yeah. 
and there was a line I had to go back a couple times and finally I just turned on the subtitles uh-huh. and it's my favorite part in this whole thing I think yeah. where she has said a couple times the Vulcan science directorate you know line when she's right. like in this scene and she says the Vulcan science directorate has determined that time travel is not fair I know I know I love that. That is amazing. It's heartbreaking. It's sort of sweet somehow. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. And she plays it so well. She's playing it like she got more blacked out than she wanted to at a party. Yeah. I think my note was like if she'd have dialed it up just like 20% where because she's on her own, she can lose it a little bit. Right. Not so much her fault or loss of like Vulcan... Uh, programming, but just due to uh-huh. the state that she's in, right? I felt like this could have been a, a much more impressive scene for her. Yeah, I mean, maybe we would have lost ass time, uh, which <laughs> would just be a tragedy. Tragic. It's just not worth it if we lose a couple seconds uh-huh. of Jolene ass of seeing her body. We wouldn't want that. All right, that's that's no. fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> fuck me. Jesus Christ. One thing he says is, there's no technology where I am. And her question, she's like, "What? I thought you said you were in the future. Right. And that is such a great and specifically Star Trek assumption. Point. Uh, (laughs) We always assume, and the, the message of Star Trek is like, things are going to get better. We can work together uh-huh. for a better future, and technology will do all the jobs for us, uh, right. and, and things like that. Everything will be easier. And it makes complete sense, unless it's right now. Yeah. Right here in the early 21st century, as we record, uh, we are not looking at a brighter future. No. We are under the assumption, yeah, everything is going to be really bad in, I don't know, a few hundred mm. years, like... And there's not mm-hmm. a lot of belief that in the future, technology will be better. Mm-hmm. It's possible. You know, somebody's going to come up with, like, the most rad carbon capture gadget ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And those do exist. But there's... It, Cleaner energy. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, you know, even if we go fully clean energy tomorrow, we're still well fucked. Yep. For... For a long time. For a long time. time. And for some reason, that makes people go like, oh, well, then fuck it. Exactly. Which doesn't make any sense at all. But, uh, yeah, I just kind of wanted to nope. throw that out there. That's that's what I kept thinking. Like, that is an assumption mm-hmm. that that you would write then um, in the mm-hmm. early 2000s. And that would be completely normal in the Star Trek yeah. universe. But not us. Come on, folks. Um, so we go back to the main crew um, talking about how to take back the ship over their intercoms. Um, They're obviously coming up with a plan and they don't share the whole thing with us. We have to watch it play out. Um, And they decide that Hoshi has to crawl through the EPS conduits or whatever. And when they cut to Hoshi, that's what I'm talking about when I think about the cool depth of field thing. Mm -hmm. But anyway, she actually asks if there's something that needs translating instead because she's claustrophobic. And I'm like, God, fucking seriously? Yeah, we've never heard this before, have we? it a we've never heard it before and b why do they have to make her claustrophobic why does she have to be lesser than everyone else Mm -hmm. like she's she's 
she's brave enough on her own. She doesn't need to have some kind of new handicap. Yeah. You it's know? brand new. She's, she's like, you know how claustrophobic I am. No, we don't. No, this we don't. This is brand new. We never heard this, and it's, and it's fucking pointless. And they have to pep talk her into doing this life-saving thing. Fucking, I hate Berman and Braga. God. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> There is a shot, uh, the one that I was talking about earlier, um, where everyone's in close on the intercoms yeah. everything, except to Paul, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who the camera is back and just up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I kept thinking, like, well, why is hers shot a little bit differently? And I think it's mm-hmm. because it's almost like you were seeing from, like, Archer's plans point of view like he's not Uh, he's not disembodied head floating there talking sure sure but the plan has come down from above like literally because he was a floating head uh, to her and so she (laughs) yeah doesn't feel quite as trapped because now she has this information about what's going on maybe i'm reading too much into that but like she's in command at this moment too you know so it's perfectly perfectly fine so then we get this montage of hoshi crawling through the ship and it's totally a montage. Like she's panting and pant, pant, you know. It doesn't come across as a claustrophobic person no. dealing with that. Garrick, his claustrophobia scene, uh-huh. like him dealing with his claustrophobia, made a lot more sense and had a, oh, yes. a really good uh, performance where he had to like be stuck in this thing in order to fix a thing so they could get out of the Jem'Hadar prison yeah. or something. This is just, yeah, yeah I don't want to be in here. This sucks. That, yeah. That's all yeah. I'm getting from, from Hoshi yeah. in this. She is has crawled to Phlox's uh, room, and he hands her some kind of, you know, drug things through the vent. Um, and I think this is the only time we see him in the episode. Am I wrong? I think you're right. I think that's his only scene. We s- we see him a little bit in the last scene, but he doesn't say anything. That's true. Yeah, he's standing on the bridge. Yeah. You're right. So that's that's it. Um, so then she crawls to Reed's quarters. When she gets to where she's going to Reed's quarters, she punches the vent out without looking, which seems extremely dangerous because no. she saw no. earlier. No, she no? looked. Am I, I wrong? Yeah, I she had, does. I had okay. to, because I, okay. I thought the same thing. I thought the exact same thing. I was like, dude, she didn't look at all. And then I backed it up. Oh, yeah. she did. She only she did. Okay. looked one direction, though. I... She does not look enough is, no, yeah. is definitely the point. Look both ways um, before crossing the street, especially yeah. when there are armed uh, aliens who can turn themselves invisible. Uh, yeah, <laughs> She's just indeed. like, nah, fuck this. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting out of here. Yeah, good enough. I looked one direction. That's fine. So her shirt gets caught and comes off for fucking God's sake. She can't even be a fucking brave hero without being sexualized. Right. And then she appears outside Reed's quarters without a shirt on. Couldn't shouldn't she have dropped dropped down directly into his quarters? Um, I feel like I mean you'd think you would think you'd that think, there would yeah, be I a mean, vent in his quarters. Maybe the vents into the individual rooms are smaller. Maybe maybe. Well, also these aren't were, well these aren't vents like like they're the way that it is shot and the way that it uh-huh. um you know we we scan it because we've seen this in action movies and stuff before. Oh, well, of course. And heist of course. movies uh, of course, uh where you use air vents. Right. And these aren't 
air vents. Technically They're, air vents. Right, yeah, right. It yeah. just scans to us as air vents, so we're thinking of uh-huh. them as air vents. As air vents. <laughs> yeah, but they're actually like EPS <laughs> yeah. conduits or something. It's electricity shit. Yeah, like shit. access points or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's a, they're, they're pre-Jeffrey's tubes. It does remind me of a story of when I was a freshman and got caught in the boys' dorm late one night. But, <laughs> um, anyway, so two henchmen are walking down the hall and find a fully dressed, again, which I appreciate, to Paul acting all like... Angelina Jolie and like you know some crazy moment or whatever which I don't feel like was totally necessary but I guess that's interesting she's a distraction I don't know yeah she felt really odd that they made her do it like that it's a very um trip plan Okay, so yes. you sit there. Okay, okay, I got it. I got it. You go and act crazy, like just sit down and act crazy, and then and it, it's like, sh- and they'll be like, "What the hell?" The exact same thing could have been achieved if she just like turned around and just sat down, right, and, and was just sitting there. And they're like, "Wait, what?" Is she just sitting there facing yeah. the wall, like obviously not a threat kind of thing? And they're like, "Wait, like what? meditating or something?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, but she had to like act, act like, like she was going crazy. She was acting like Spock in Disco when they first find him, and, right? And <laughs> well, I don't know. That might be spoilers. You know, some people haven't seen Disco, so <laughs> I won't go yeah. any further than that. But uh, oh shit! Well, we did Disco spoilers already. Yeah, we do. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, I'll, I'll put it in the <laughs> notes if I remember. I won't remember. Okay. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah just go watch disco for fuck's sake spock has a moment uh yeah. he's ha- he's having a time when we first see spock in uh in discovery and so that's that's basically what to paul is doing is just being like yeah. huh? doing Ooh. like doing math problems on the floor or something yeah. and the yeah. Suleban are like dude what and what's really weird is they try to drag her over to the transporter what a weird thing to do like, are they just going to, like, beam her out into space or something? Is that what they're doing? They're going to bring her to the transporter? Uh, yeah, they were dragging her over to the transporter, I which d- is weird. To me, what was so weird was that after that, Malcolm and Trip. Florida Man, do I remember this right? They jump out they of the jump down EPS, from, yes! EPS conduits that they couldn't fit into. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> They're suddenly dropping down from the ceiling, and you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> Somebody, I just hope, caught that. You know, like yeah. Dominic Keating, I'm just I'm making this up, but like he just, he's, yeah. he's like, well, wait a minute. We're coming down out of the EPS conduits. What, what, wait a second. And then. Berman Braga, somebody just goes like, dude, we we just, got Hoshi Topless. Like, quit I, asking yeah, questions. That's the whole fucking point of that. It didn't really matter. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> but anyway, the guys get there and and rescue her because, of course, she couldn't have she couldn't possibly have beaten the shit out of them all by herself with Vulcan strength, um, right? Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they they knock the two guys out with Flox drugs, and now they have guns. Hell yeah. <laughs> now it's fucking Florida. And when shit goes down, you can stand your ground to blow your neighbor away. Because anything goes to Florida. Well, I kept thinking that there was a way to use the transporter. Wouldn't it have been cool if they just like kicked the Suleban guys into the transporter and then smashed the button? Yeah. And then just who the fuck knows? Yeah. <laughs> like, well that's out th- into space. That was or something. my question. Like, why have it in the scene at all? 
Honestly, like, I think it was just uh, that was the set that they had. Well, maybe, maybe it's either shoot it there or you shoot it uh, in engineering. I guess, I guess that makes sense. I don't know. It just, it just seemed really odd. It would have made more sense to do it in engineering because there's like places to crawl through, places to hide and stuff. Right. But they just right. did it by the transporter room. It's not even a room. It's just the transporter hallway. Yeah, it's just like a nook. It's a transport. <laughs> yeah. They're all about nooks on Enterprise. They are all um, about nooks. The NX01. You've got a danger nook. You got a transportation nook. You got the blue light uh, rub down nook. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's That's all a nice nooks. Nook. That's actually yep. what the N in NX01 stands for. Nooks. Is nook. <laughs> uh, I don't know what to do with the X, but it's it's yeah. it's, it's nook X01. That's what. Maybe there's ten nooks. That's exactly what it is. It's nook <laughs> times ten. Times ten. <laughs> Zero one, because we're going to have a whole lot more of these, and they're all going to have a whole lot more nooks. Yeah. It's yeah. all nooks from here on out. <laughs> it's nooks all the way down. Also, some design flaws cropped up during the ship's shakedown cruise, so Starfleet decided to abandon the project. They all gather into one of the rooms, and they ask Reed if he's sure he wants to do this, whatever this is, and he's sure. Hoshi stays behind to drug the henchmen, or keep them drugged, and Reese goes into Daniel's room and he's like sneaking all over, you know, he's like doing this like dun, 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 dun. You can, I swear to God, you can hear it going on in his head. Oh, yeah. You know, absolutely. And he gets to Daniel's room and he takes the mag lock, mag lock off and he gets in there and he reaches way, you know, his whole like shoulder and arm into the locker and pulls out something that looks like something one of our musician friends uses to make like crazy noises for a show. I want one. It totally. Lo- I know. I want one too. I don't know what it does, but it's really cool looking. <laughs> it um, looks like a chaos pad met a bop it. Yeah. And the, I sh- okay. Well, a lot of people aren't going to know what a chaos pad is. Um, <laughs> it's like a almost like a early touch screen type thing, but it's for sound. And right. if you know the Radiohead song, Everything in Its Right Place, mm-hmm. how there's just something sort of, you know, in it, there's that mm-hmm. kind of thing going on. They're using a chaos pad. That's, if I, gotcha. if I remember correctly, that's the kind of thing that I'm talking about. Sorry uh, to go off on a tangent about music gear, which no I can do. No um, I, I could do more often on the show, and I don't. Y'all are welcome. Well, listen, several of our listeners I know for a fact are gear heads so it's fine yeah we do still have a lot of numbers coming in from right here in athens georgia so that's it's <laughs> fine yeah that's fine hey we it's appreciate totally you fine. guys but he's immediately caught as soon as he walks out the door and puts the maglock back on they catch him and i'm like wouldn't you catch him before you put the maglock back on because there's got to be more shit in there besides just that one thing that he brought out good point i mean none of this it's the Sullivan suck. <laughs> <laughs> they don't Kazon suck, but oh, they no. suck. Nobody Kazon sucks. <laughs> K-Zon. I mean, Kazon oh. the worst thing. Oh my god, they're so bad. If y'all haven't seen Voyager, they are a big chunk of what makes people go meh when you mention Voyager. Yeah, just an awful villain. They are without honor. So he's on the bridge, and they beat the shit out of him. They're beating him up real good. Um, and the cartoon bad guys want to know what, what is this device? And Reed doesn't know. He was only told to destroy. I mean, he's basically like pouring out this information, like, um, and you can kind of see that this was the, are you sure you want to do it thing? 
Yeah. Um, yeah, for so, a minute, I didn't know what they were talking about. And then I was like, oh, yeah. he volunteered yeah. to get his face fucking caved in. Exactly. That's exactly. brutal. So, Dude, read yeah. hardcore. Tell me if I'm thinking right. If Silic was really thinking hard, he would wonder why Reed did that. Because if Reed hadn't done that, they wouldn't have known it was there. Mm. If he had really kind of been paying attention, it feels like he would have noticed that it was kind of a trap or that it was kind of like they were maneuvering him into that. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being, you know, again, armchair plot writer guy. I, I, I doubt he has that kind of three-dimensional chess in mind. Agree. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think he's that good. No, no, because he's, <laughs> he's, again, he's such a two-dimensional evil bad guy. Maniacal lad. <laughs> Maniacal lad. Maniacal lad. Maniacal lad. Reed tells him Ahab told him to destroy it so that it couldn't be used to contact Someone, and then we're in the engine room, and the Sulabons mm-hmm. start getting blasted, and yeah. we see T'Pol do the Vulcan neck pinch. Uh, have, I know. Have we seen her do that yet? Is that the first? I think so, because it's a rare VNP. Yeah, that's the first time I've seen it, as as far as I remember. Yeah, cool to see her do that. Uh, would mm-hmm. like to see her get to do that more. Definitely. Sili- silicon. What it, that's what my autocorrect <laughs> changed it to was silicon. Silicon. I kind of like, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Silicon uh, has the, the shitty gadget thing. It, it lo- <laughs> It's so plasticky looking. I mean, come it's, on, uh, Yeah. It sort of looks like one of those um, drum things that people use uh, instead. Of, or Oh, oh, I know what it is. Do you... Uh, they used to be like really big in like the 2000s or whatever and it sold on TV, you know, device and it was like a round thing that you would press and it was a light and it was like, you know, put one in your closet, put one in your bathroom and, you know, put one oh, on your lawn, you know, and dome, like, you'd like a, hit it. A one button, like a button dome light. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. That's kind of what it looked like, yeah. Very yeah. handy for uh, trailers. A band I was in, uh, we kept one mounted up in the gear trailer. That way you could open it up because usually you're loading in and out at right. night and always out oh, at yeah. night, but sometimes it, yeah. you know it's already dark. So you go in, pop, you hit it once, and then mm-hmm. uh, the, you, you, can you can see, see all your shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those with like a... a with a chaos pad attached to it or something. Right. You have to assume that, like, Silic knows vaguely how to use this kind of tech because he's, like, fiddling with it and stuff. And he's, like, trying to get in touch with Shadowy Time Guy. And this is where he starts getting, like, all panicky and, like, tense. He finally got to use his brother's new game system that <laughs> yeah. his big brother won't let him use, his Sega Genesis or something. <laughs> but he's just, like, he's like, I, what, how, to, how do I, how do how I get the Sonic? Where's the blue hedgehog? Turn the sound on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <sighs> one cool thing about this era is that you can just show a monitor and it'll just say what's going on. Yeah. The downside is that, uh, once again, we don't have Majel Barrett where we would... Have somebody telling you. Because that's the thing with L-Cars, which is the operating system in TNG, uh, mm-hmm. and then the Cardassian fucking, you know... Right. Two color, everything is pink or green on DS9. <laughs> you can't tell right. what's going on. If you were to look Not at, at anyone's screen, that's just, it's fucking, what, no idea. Yeah. Um, yeah. But this, like, this shot here is that it just said, like, warp core breach, beep, 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 beep. And it's <laughs> yeah. blinking, like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. 
So I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I do like that. I, I miss the voiceover. We're so used to having computer voiceover in Star Trek that it's yeah. like weird to I miss it for it to just be a thing that you can actually read on the screen. Yeah. But you know, okay, that's uh, that's fine. I don't have a problem with it. Uh, it's just no, something no. that. No, but it is different. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. just something I kind of miss. You mean you still care? But uh, it's yeah. it makes sense. It's fine. So our heroes have created this reactor breach that will destroy the ship, and the Sol- Suleiman decide to evacuate and have them tracker it out of the enterprise or out of the nebula. And I, I think of that. Do you remember in Star Trek Three when um, Christopher uh, Lloyd Lloyd, thank you, um, was like, "Get out, get out of there!" Yeah, you know. And Silic is not feeling that. He's just like, "I don't give a shit. I'm trying to contact Daddy." You know, <laughs> yeah. like, um, I'm just trying to call Daddy. Fuck all y'all. Excuse me, I have a phone call. Yeah, he's super, <laughs> super impatient. He's completely like, dismissive about that entire situation. Oh yeah, and very. All of his troops that are on there, he's like, "Yeah, whatever." <laughs> I find it odd, too, because they talk a lot about, you know, okay, go ahead and, you know, we're going to evacuate and then have the cell ships tractor the Enterprise and then out of the nebula. And then they show exactly that. Yeah. Did you need to talk about it and do it? Right. I mean, it costs money to, like, have someone digitally create all that. Yeah. So he could have been just like, go get it out of here. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's just been like, whatever. Right. I have to make a phone call. Right. Us. <laughs> so, yeah, why double up there? Why did they do? Yeah, I find that I found that really strange that they did both like that. Um, Come on, Bernie. That is time wasted where you could have had more Jolene ass. Don't exactly. You, you could have shown her boobs more, man. Yeah, there could have been way more boobs. Yeah. Oh, Berman. So disappointed, Berman. Oh, I know. I know. We thought we knew you. Um. <laughs> <laughs> So they're pulling the Enterprise out of the nebula. It that, it does look cool. Uh, I'll say yeah. that it does. Oh look no, cool. it looks like it looks like shit is fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, I got the plasmas coming off the warp nacelles, and it yeah. looks like it's about to to blow. There's some back and forth where they show the um, the Sulaban that are on there, and they're. I would have thought they'd have been running a bit more, but okay, yeah. fine. They um, are kind of just marching. Yeah. Yeah, they're calmly making their way towards the exit. Yeah. Um, fine uh Silic <laughs> is is trying to talk to palpatine he's just like oh yeah. great time god hear my plea sky daddy it's good it's good back and forth the way that that's kind of that whole sequence is cut together yeah it is yeah it is and then suddenly the enterprise is okay and they take off and so we figure out you know obviously they fake the reactor breach and so the bad guys you know take off and the cell ships after them for you yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you fell for the oldest trick in the book. What a goof! What's with you, man? They're like on the bridge, like LOL, uh, pyrotechnics <laughs> display, whatever. Trip. Right, right. Florida man went a little hard in the paint on the uh, yeah the pyrotechnics display, but uh, yeah. that's about what you'd expect. Well, not really. He does love oh, yeah. that fucking engine, but I don't know. Silky is is, you know, really like I'm not getting through and I really need your instructions and I can't I can't hear you. I can hear you, but I can't understand what you're saying. Please repeat. You know, he's getting really like 
whiny about it. And then just, just then Ahab jumps through and kicks his ass. He comes flying out of there with like a WWE double kick it's to the totally, chest. He like, totally does. <laughs> like some Macho Man Savage shit. Yeah, he just yeah, flies through the Emperor Palpatine uh, time portal thing. Just did he have to like get a running start? Like I want to see the I, portal on the other end. Me too. I really would have appreciated that. Yeah. Yeah, like a scene where him and Daniels are like, "Okay, all right, I'm, this is it. Got to go back through." And so he's about to walk through, and he's like, "Wait a second, hold on, I got I an idea." So he takes a few <laughs> steps back, and he runs, and he just leaps in feet first into <laughs> Silic's chest. It's fucking cool. Like it is. It's action movie shit right here. Well, it it and it was a really nice surprise when you're watch when you know I remember watching the original episode. I was like, okay, cool, you know, like because because you're expecting like the time bad guy, and you know Ahab comes through and kicks it, you know, and like rah, you know, and you're like, oh, cool, okay, that actually ties things up pretty nicely. Yeah, it's great because we still don't know who the Emperor Time Patine is. No, we never do. Yeah, and so you're about to see it, and then like, no, it's Archer yep. with the steel chair. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> he kicks the shit out of him and sticks his gun, oh, yeah. his own gun to his head, and he's like, "Totally, you know, fuck you, brother." You know, yeah, <laughs> very all, much so. All Hulk Hogan. There will be no mercy, brother. And what's weird is is Silic, uh, Silky is like, "Do you hear this? i you know, I'm, I here's Archer. I found him. You know, and like, and I'm like, did did you not get that that was was Ahab? See, that's why he could not have played that three dimensional chess from. Earlier. Obviously, that's why yeah, he didn't see that totally. setup coming. He's still talking to time uh, Satan and trying to figure out what's <laughs> yeah. going. Can you hear me with his weird fucking accent? So weird, so weird. It's like it's a a transatlantic villain accent. Uh huh. That's what that is. It really is. Yep. <laughs> yep. Archie's like, give it's- me the data disc thingies. Uh, which, uh, that, right, yes, those exist. I guess right. we need to have those, yeah. Those yeah. are a thing, which we saw, and I totally remembered, even though this is the second <laughs> fucking time I've been like, oh, right, those, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't know, some mention um, of them between now and then would have been good, but, you know, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, or, or make them more important. Yeah. You know, so, or or emphasize their importance a little more because like they their importance just really just peters off. Yeah, you totally forget about them cuz they're mm-hmm. just like, oh yeah, they didn't copy those um here's Hoshi's boobs. Um Yeah. And yeah. To, what 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 else is happening? I don't know what else yeah. like, what's going on now? I, Whatever. Come yeah. on. It, yeah, it some <laughs> some kind of 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 little drop there, a little plot point drop yeah. there about that would have been would have been good. I just yeah. I don't know. All right. Well, whatever. Um, Some upping of the stakes. Um, and what I do like, though, is that he drags Silic out of the room and like, you're going to call off the cell ships. And then he destroys Daniels's device and the platform where shadowy bad time guy showed up. The question is, does this sort of deplatforming work? It's not a good effect either. It's not a good effect. It was a cool thing that he did. Yeah. So back in space, the Enterprise, the the Nook. 1001 is running and gunning <laughs> and they're shooting all the little tiny ships but that all the little tiny ships are shooting them and shooting at them lots of booms yeah lots, lots, of, booms. lots of booms uh 
I, I, there is a shot in here that's awesome. Uh, usually mm. when you have the space battles, it's zap and then the ship explodes or it doesn't or right. whatever. There yeah. was a cool thing where they're chasing them and there was one ship <gasps> right. that was not uh, like hexagonal. A ship, it was more like, yeah, yeah, it was more like. Um, a, little, a little small kind of shuttle thing. It gets yeah. shot in the front and it's sort of like, oh, uh, like starts to tumble end over end. Explodes so slowly. Which makes so much sense. I really like that too. What I did find odd though is, is Florida Man is like, is there any sign of the Vulcan ship? And I'm like, how did they know to look for it? Because, yes, they were meeting it, you know, way back before the Suleiman came to hook up and give them to Paul and Phlox. But, like, there's no reason why they would be expecting it at this moment. Yeah, that's a good question. Because, like, because <laughs> Ar- uh, Archer wouldn't have known. Right. Would he? And it's not like they were in contact with the with Starfleet. Yeah. So, like, I don't, I don't get that. Yeah, that seems like a, a stretch. Maybe they dropped a line somewhere, you know, where that was explained. If they did, I missed it. Like they got in touch with, you know, Starfleet or the or the Vulcan ship tried to call them or something. You know what I mean? And they just dropped that part of the script. I don't know, I'm giving them a lot of credit where credit is not due. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's <sighs> there's no reason to expect that that Vulcan ship would still be there and still be looking for them and exactly whatever. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. Eh, maybe there's that's <laughs> so, that's 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 a lot. That's a lot to ride on. Uh, just I don't know. Let's go this direction and see if right. the big strong Vulcan right. ship is still there. Exactly. That's a stretch, man. Suddenly, all the cell ships stop and like kind of hover there for a second, and then they drive away. And notice in that shot that there is no external damage whatsoever to Enterprise. Come on! And this show has been good about that usually. Like, you'll see mm-hmm, the mm-hmm, ship mm-hmm. have battle damage on it and stuff. Uh, we, we've right. seen that in the past, and it's kind of stuck on there a little bit. And But yeah. nothing here. And the nothing. bridge was getting fucked up. Like, you had yeah. cl- like classic... Exploding, exploding consoles. Con- and, yeah, spark console. And, and steam. Shit, yeah, it was awesome. There's one moment when um, Trip, like... Florida man like gets this very annoyed look on his face and like turns around and like turns off one of the stream of steam coming in and he like goes back to what he's doing. <laughs> it was real fast, but like I was like, ah. <laughs> he just turns the valve and rolls. That's so great. They figure out. They realize. Oh, he did it. Whatever. And so one, this one cell ship is coming to Enterprise and it's Ahab and he has Silky in the ship, you know, knocked out as a hostage and then he's this bothers me so much so ahab's like by the time he wakes up we'll be long gone and i'm like wait 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 you're not going to keep him as a prisoner and keep the cell ship as incredibly valuable intelligence leave that thing attached what the fuck yeah like that's really important shit yeah you could gain all kinds of technology from that why in the hell would you just like Oh, okay, whatever, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I would think uh, actually the the ship would be the more valuable part God, yes. than just having this one guy who is, is is just takes orders from like a shadow. Right, it's not going to be able to tell him anything. I mean, he doesn't know no. that really, but like still, but uh, sure. The, but the yeah. ship, yeah, it keep... would be more trouble than it was worth, really, to keep Silic. Yeah, definitely. Ambassador asshole calls in. And he just has a long list of Enterprise's crimes. And I'm like, yep. He's not wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong. It would have been great if as he's reading that, we go around the room and people are like, oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah, that. we did Ooh, that one. Yeah, uh-huh. we did that, mm-hmm. too. Oh, fuck. Yeah. And, and I can't disagree that Ahab is reckless and irresponsible. Yeah. He's fucking right. <laughs> yeah. He's been an absolute fucking wrecking ball. Totally. Just swinging around. And then Florida man can't fucking keep his mouth shut. <laughs> and none of what he says is helpful or insightful. It's just like, shut the fuck up, Trip. It's stuff that he said uh, several times in the first few episodes, just louder. Yes, exactly. Just louder. (laughs) Just louder. (laughs) And and sort of like, I've lost my cool kind of louder. You're pathetic. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. Archer is like, yeah, but like gazelles? Oh, God. So... And so Val's like... Yeah, but that doesn't really address the consequences of your actions. And I'm like, thank yeah, agree. The gazelle doesn't have fucking phasers, you yeah. fucking nitwit. <laughs> so goddamn stupid. The gazelle couldn't turn around and attack Earth and kill everyone and everything on it. Uh, yeah, not into it. Um, but then to Paul, it's like, okay, dumb fuck. And so she just stands up yeah. and goes like, yeah, but that monastery thing, so maybe don't be, like, so high and mighty. So judgmental, yeah. And then yeah. the guy is like, I can't keep my cool. Somehow I'm a Vulcan. I'm out of here. I miss alienation. And he storms away. <laughs> and, oh, and I was, while I was watching it, I was like, wait, are all of these references about learning from mistakes about this season as writers? Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> 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 I was just like, wait a minute. They're ter- they're just now realizing that they're kind of not good writers. <laughs> We've looked oh, into Jesus. ourselves. We're Deeply. D- we're doing fine <laughs> after much self-reflection oh. no nah, we're 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 all right we're you know i'm not gonna yeah. sit here and say we're perfect but we're all right it's fine it's fine we're doing fine it's fine i'm doing fine so yeah so then the vulcans leave in a huff you know well, well you know turn around and leave because they're andorians yeah, exactly. I was just trying to think of a... Well, actually, I think uh, Klingons are pretty good at the storm out. They are. They're very good at it. They're good yeah. at the the high and mighty storm out. I'm trying to think who else. Definitely. And Dorians, for sure, from what little we've oh, seen yeah. of them. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Shran, can, Shran can do a stomp out, can't he? Oh, yeah. He oh, yeah, owes definitely. me. I owe you a catch. <laughs> and then he stomps away. Yeah, he's great at that. We are and hope to remain listener-supported. If you're an enterprising fan, we'll advertise your small business. Tell us about your plucky dream in an email to wearestartrekstuff at gmail.com to get started. So Admiral Step on Me Forest tells them that Command Council, and I'm like, uh, I don't remember ever hearing about that before, will hear from both sides and decide to, what to do with with the mission. What if they tell them to come back and they're just like, nah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, what, what are, are they gonna, fucking going to do? What are you going to do about it, asshole? I'm the only warp fucking yeah. ship. Uh, okay, but... um, We don't want to, so... Yeah, we're no. going to go back to Risa and like, like now we know what to avoid. <laughs> uh, and, and no one knows exactly. that we're going there. 
So I don't think that there will be another Dean Stockwellian, yeah. uh, you know, trying to Issue. like s- yeah. seduce and find out information from me or whatever. So, you know. Fuck y'all. Yeah. <laughs> See you in a while. I mean, we'll come back eventually, but, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> Fuck you. Jesus. Totally. <laughs> Fuck off, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so, a- later Ahab comes into T'Pol's quarters and says that some crewmen saw him come up, come in there. And T'Pol says, you know, she's she's normally discreet. And I'm like, yeah, well, good, because nothing is actually happening. Fucking Jesus. Like the like the captain can't come talk to the first officer at night. Yeah. Well, I mean, I could see how that I guess but if, if you're on a ship and like the captain is sneaking into like a woman's quarters, the hot I, lady's quarter. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, but but I I think that that was a good opportunity for something like yeah, no one's going to think anything. You know what I mean? Because we right. tried that, like some kind of little nod it, to the audience that like, yeah, yeah we, 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 we tried to force that and that didn't work. Departure work. did not happen and it yep. could not have happened. Yep. And so, yeah, that would have been, I don't know. I don't know what the line would be. Right. But, but it would, it would have been very cool. Something where she just kind of like raises one eyebrow and shakes her head or something. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. That's like, not. No. Yeah. I, I wouldn't worry about that. <laughs> No, no one thinks you can get laid. Uh, no, no one thinks you're within my league. There you go. There you go. The odds against you and I are two thousand two hundred twenty-eight point seven to one. He keeps using the phrase that she put it over the top. Now he doesn't really clarify what he means by that, and like she's smarter than him, so I'm f- assume that she knows what you know she picks up from context clues what he means by that but like it's a dumb way to like tell her that everything's fine now yeah. i wish he had just said yes you put it over the top and then the second time say you you did it for us or something but like t- saying the same phrase twice was just weird this isn't the first time with this show where i'm like is this like a phrase is this like a yeah i think we all understand what that means without it right. being uh in everyday usage kind of colloquialism right but the way he said it i was like is this like a reference to something was there like a nasa thing yeah, yeah. where uh-huh. they were like you know and then buzz put it i mean and then neil armstrong right. put it over the top, put it over or something. The top. yeah 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 is that a thing i don't i don't know i kept thinking no, maybe uh, it was i don't but. think it is i don't think it is and then yeah. she, she's like yeah time travel is still bullshit i, I, don't, I don't believe any of that and then his line, the hell you don't. It's very cute. It's cute. It's a very Bones line. It is, yeah. I kept yeah. thinking, I kept picturing uh, this being like a Spock and Bones conversation where Spock is like, you know, time travel is not possible or something. And yeah. then and Bones is, is, is like, the hell it's not. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, something agree. Something very McCoy about the hell you don't. Right. I liked it a lot. That's the kind of thing I've been looking for in their relationship, you know, the two of them. Because they keep telling you that these two have this really great relationship, but you don't see it. All you see is her helping him over and over and over and over and him being mean to her over and over and over and over. <laughs> yeah. This is the first time I've seen something that was like, oh, that's great. You know, that's a, that's a moment for them. What does it say about the the writing and the approach here that their great relationship is one of her just being like, all right, and just obeying him. Yeah, that too. 
Yeah. I find that idea rather disturbing. Oh, yeah. All of but it. But okay. <laughs> Her whole arc in this episode was so, like, ugh, mm. icky. Oof. <laughs> the episode, though, overall, I don't know, pretty good. It 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 all tied together well. Yeah. Um. You know, it was it was a great kind of um wrap up to that storyline that had been happening all through the first season, and you know, starting with the first episode. So it did it did kind of complete a, a sentence for the show. As I was talking about earlier, Berman said that they wrote this one pretty close to when they finished writing Shockwave Part 1. Right. So I think that that does show, because there's some stuff, because between these two, I watched Best of Both Worlds. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm sure everybody knows, but just in case, Next Generation cliffhanger two-part arc or whatever, where Picard gets captured by the Borg, and then it's a big cliffhanger, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, you know, whatever. Summer (laughs) happens. And then they come back and they have to rescue Picard in a sort of elegantly, like scientifically simple, but very not action hero way. The way yeah, that like very, this yeah, show was yeah. like, no, nah, no, nah, we're going to action hero. <laughs> Motherfucker's <laughs> going to get a flying double kick to the chest. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> like Archer's going to kidnap somebody. Um, <laughs> hold him hostage, hold a gun to his head, demand things. Yeah, yeah. There's boobs. Totally. <laughs> And uh, I mean, this is right after 9-11. Everybody's yeah. like, let's beat up some foreigners. Yeah. I wonder about that whole torture scene. Like, was that something that they were thinking about? You know, were, were they thinking of like American soldiers being tortured or were they were they thinking about Taliban soldiers getting, you know, beat up or tortured or whatever? I mean, it. I, I wondered about that torture scene this was so early in that whole process like we weren't there right i don't think that that's even a factor because we weren't even there in that conversation if i remember correctly it's it all blurs together (laughs) the bush administration trying to justify torture and all this stuff like that this was really close to 9-11 like okay yeah yeah this was within a year after yeah if if a year yeah yeah yeah. I, Yeah. I, i think it was inside of a year yeah i have a hard time remembering like how things flowed out and how fast they happened you know oh wait i have the thing hold on let's see air date um first aired 18th of september 2002 okay so it was the year afterwards yeah that's when it aired so it was like written and shot and everything much more close to the yeah actual events yeah yeah yeah. okay so yeah so i was i was still pretty much right yeah 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 as far as like when it was written and stuff i do remember thinking like even at the time i was like "Ooh, this is weird you know why are they why are they showing such a nasty torture scene you know but and and then watching it now i'm like is this does this have to do with like how they were feeling about what happened in 9-11 and the whole war and everything or it's hard to have the right perspective when it's been so long ago that it you know, it was on and everything. Have you forgotten? That was the episode. That was that was Shockwave. We have wrapped up Woo-hoo! part two of the shock of a two parter. Have we do that? Oh, I guess I guess the first episode was a two parter. I was trying to remember if there was any other two parters, but this is that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, there weren't any other ones like that for this one. Yeah, for this for this season or for that last season. You know what I mean? Y'all know what I mean? I do. Everyone knows. <laughs> The thing that I'm saying, I've been sitting in this booth for a long time. But overall, like, I enjoyed the episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, There is some 
you know guilty pleasure stuff we have like we have sure. we, we are stripping down the hot ladies so you know yeah I'll just yeah. just full disclosure this you know whatever well and there's and there's that guilty pleasure of like beat up the bad guy and yeah mm-hmm. it's that kind of you know stuff but I mean it's it's the it's the incidental plot holes and using really great characters in shitty ways like milk toast and Hoshi and you know I'm just like Ugh. Did he even have any lines? No, he, I don't think he did. I think he just like was there. Didn't give him yeah. a single line. And Flox only had the the two scenes like at the very end he was just standing on the bridge with everybody else and the time that he handed Hoshi those the the hyposprays. Hyposprays. Thank yeah. you, hyposprays. There was definitely some wonkiness. Doesn't stand up to scrutiny. That's the word I was looking for. There's action movie stuff where it's like beat up the foreigners and and right. and, and take the shirts off the hot chicks, you know. It's just, <laughs> yeah. it's very yeah. bro action movie. There's there's definitely that in it. Yeah. Which you know, that stuff's not going to age well. Sorry. No. That it's, it's not. Not sorry. It that, that that stuff's not going to age well. This is Star Trek. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Did you have a band name? How about the Beatles? I feel like that's really similar to the Beatles. I don't think anyone's going to think that. Yeah, if they're dumb, maybe. I did, but it's one that can never be used, unfortunately. <laughs> okay. Um, because it's you know got copyright issues. Um, I would love to have a band named Snidely Whiplash. Yeah, oh, that's fun. And I see it as like sort of a gothy band, but with like an uh, inter- injection of a little bit of humor, like a little bit of laughing at itself somehow. A, a self-aware goth band. Yes, yeah, yeah. that would be good. Okay, cool. <laughs> Snidely Whiplash. Yeah. See, I'm picturing a ska band. That is a cornball oh, name. Oh, that's even better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's it's like a really like wacky name. So yeah, something yeah. more aquabatsy, right? <laughs> for Snidely Whiplash, two yeah. <laughs> uh, D villain, two D villain. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll work. Two D villain. That'll yeah, just two <laughs> a D and then the word villain. Villain. There yeah. you go. Perfect. Okay. Yeah, that's 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 all I can come up with for this for that one. <laughs> Do you have a non-Trek recommendation? My recommendation is the German show Dark. It's a really cool show. It's German. It's on Netflix. Uh, you can watch it with the dubbed voices, but I I don't know. I don't I don't recommend that. I don't yeah. like that either. I, I don't know why, no. but I don't like that. I feel like you get the original performance more with the yeah. subtitles with the and subtitles, just yeah. with the German. Mm. But also, mm-hmm. like I took German in school, so it doesn't sound like just sounds to me you know what i mean like i I can pick out the words right right. um so yeah it's cool very uh as the title would suggest a dark show Uh uh-huh certainly within that twin peaks stranger things genre where it's a small town in the middle of nowhere and something very strange is going on yeah Uh, the more i've watched it the more i've liked it so yeah uh, the, the show dark on Netflix is my recommendation. I watched the first season. I'm I I need to I think I feel like I need to rewatch it again before I start the second season because I feel like I it's been too long since I've watched the first season and I'll miss something, you know, that I that I didn't see before and I want to I want to see that again. So yeah. There's yeah. a lot cool. of little details. Like Yeah, exactly. It's a, exactly. It's a binger show. Uh and I don't yeah. generally binge shows. I'll watch one or two episodes of something and then I'll go do something else. You have more discipline than I do. <laughs> It's a little hard to kind of go, okay, wait, so that is so-and-so's husband, right? And then, right. And then his thing is that he has that weird 
whatever. Okay, okay, right. Yeah. yeah. As I'm going through it, it's kind of hard to keep track. But uh, it is. But it, it is, is a cool show. So uh, that's, that, I that's think my that's recommendation. Also, why I want to watch it again so that I follow a little bit better. So, what is your non Trek recommendation? It's a YouTube channel for people who have uh, religious slash PT, uh, spiritual PTSD, uh, f- especially from the Christian evangelical church um, and, and maybe the Catholic church as well. It's, um, it's a uh, channel called Belief It or Not, B-E-L-I-E-F, It or Not. I wasn't raised the whole time in an evangelical Christian household, but I had to deal with it for about three or four years when I first moved to Georgia from Pennsylvania, and it was extremely um, devastating to my spiritual health and really gave me a lot of fucking complexes for a long time. And so um, anybody that's kind of walking out of that might benefit from watching some of the, those videos. Like he breaks, you know, he, he kind of takes the topic and then like shows how a lot of these various pastors and churches can't even agree amongst themselves how things are and, you know, just encourages you to be, you know, it's okay that you're questioning this. Um, and I really, I, I really appreciated it and it's really smart the way he puts things together. So that sounds fantastic. Uh, it is belief really it or not. I got to find that. Yeah. It, that would have been very useful to me. Um, it's, most people that know me know I'm an ex evangelical and it wasn't so much like I got destroyed. Like was it, was that yeah. the term you used? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just yeah. left a path of destruction Right. And uh, coming to grips with that is awful. It like still yeah. is, uh, even though yeah. it, it, that was over for me um, a good while back. But same here. It does leave scars, doesn't it? it? It really does. On us and on the people around us. What I went through happened to me back in like early part of high school. And it still to this day really bothers me. Like I really feel like a lot of my attitudes and um, ideas about just life in general got really fucked up during that period where before they were you know on the right path and then that happened and it just took years to get over it you know like like it's a lot like the way people talk about when they got out of a cult yeah yeah absolutely and he's never the the guy that writes them he's never angry he's never cruel he's never mean he's very like this is what they are saying and here's why it's wrong, you know, or whatever. So yeah. it's nice. It's I, I, I very much appreciated it when I stumbled across it. So along those lines, um, for people that are going through that right now, like this this channel sounds like a great resource. Another one is uh, recoveringfromreligion.org. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can connect you to secular therapists and things like that. Oh, nice. Yeah, recoveringfromreligion.org is something that uh, comes up a lot in those discussions. So, yeah, and hey, look, um, if you're out there struggling with that, we, we've been there and we're here for you. Um, if Definitely. You, if you need to reach out, send us an email. We are Star Trek stuff at gmail.com and uh, we can just kind of share and uh, absolutely. Yeah. So belief it or not on YouTube. Yeah. All right. That's a great one. Thank you for that one. 
Sure. All right. Well, I guess that's about it. We are now into season two. We've 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 dove in. I don't know. Maybe there'll be more action hero shit. Uh, I I could see that. Next week's episode is not one of my favorites, but it's still a really good episode. And then the two after that, so like uh, episodes, let's see, it would be three and four of this season, are are two of my absolute favorites. Oh hell yeah, awesome! So I'm I'm looking forward to that. Live long and prosper. Live long and prosper. Bye. <laughs> You know, and it takes them way too long to get past them. Way they're too fucking long. pathetic. It's like they're they're, they're fucking space awful. barbarians that have no unification whatsoever, and yet like, and, and and they don't have technology anywhere close. Like not even in the neighborhood of Voyager, and Voyager right. still has to deal with them for like two seasons. Yeah, it's yeah, it's oh, it's ridiculous. And they're they're also that like super evil with no real motivation or um. Or personality beyond being a bad guy. Yeah. Like if they if they they could have done the Kazon as like super PTSD um speed you know race that was dwindling and you know had been really great once and they were they were you know had been tortured by this other race and you know in like and they could have done something with that and made it really cool but they did nothing. Yeah. They just made them generic bad guys yeah it's something that uh tng did once where there was like the mad max biker people and (laughs) (laughs) and they were just like you know space pirate mad max people and then there was a real civilization that they right were originally from and that civilization was like okay you guys can come back now we're sorry you've been on the run and whatever all this time and they're just like whatever we want to Fuck you! Fuck you! <laughs> but then you get more out of like the leader guy who's like kind of willing to talk. Is it so? It, it can yeah. be done. We've seen it done. It can be done. Yeah. But yeah. that's that's Just... Voyager. That's Voyager's problem. That's the people versus Voyager's problem. <laughs> exactly, the other yeah. Athens-based uh, Star Trek podcast, <laughs> which you should totally listen to. They're you great. Should. They're awesome. They're really good. They they don't end homelessness and they don't become Batman. Exactly. That's what they that's what they, they don't end homelessness do. or world hunger or you know put a shit ton of money into cancer research or AIDS research or um, let's see um, anything useful at all. Yeah, Sorry. cure one disease. That would be my Any, thing if I was a billionaire. Anything. I'm gonna target oh, one thing. I would I would get rid of all mosquitoes. I would just. <gasps> Like, like have an insane plan that actually w- would benefit people, but it's right. insane, you know, <laughs> an eccentric idea. Like, like we shall kill every mosquito. Oh. We will end mosquitoes. Fuck Damn them. It. Those are <laughs> or roaches or something. So something that is not useful to the food chain. Unfortunately, mosquitoes are. Are they? Oh, yeah. Vital. Oh, oh. Sorry. Because they have, they have the malaria or whatever. So, well, you can uh, cure malaria. I mean, you can find a cure for malaria or, you know, make sure that all of these other, you know, all of the countries in the world have mal- enough malaria fighting, you know, methods and supplies that it's not an issue anymore. 
I, I mean, th- none of these things would break him. None of them. That nope. he could literally do more than one of these things and still be a billionaire for the rest of his life. Yep. Fuck that guy. Ugh. Anyway. Amazing. Um, okay. It's kind of like what they what they fucked up when they had Troy do an accent, and then none of the other beta zeds we beta zoids we saw had an accent. Right. <laughs> so it's like, why the fuck does she have this weird ass accent? The story of that accent is really ugh, like <laughs> it's pretty awful. Um, she was trying to sort of create something that was based on an Israeli accent, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and. Uh, it just sort of didn't work, and yeah. Berman and them were just like, yeah, it's her dad's accent. Right, it, right. It, because her mom shows up, but Michelle Barrett, who Does we already not. mentioned, yeah. yeah, she's just doing her. Uh-huh. And, and so Troy's like, well, what the hell? I've been doing this accent for these seasons or whatever, yeah. and they're like, yeah, I don't, I don't. We don't care. Fu- fucking, I don't know. <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> just like, who gives a shit? You know, it's like, well, you know, people watch the show and we give we a shit. We get paid, so we don't care. For me, when all that stuff went down for me, I, I didn't really have anybody. I had one family member and mm. that was about it. And I found podcasts, <laughs> really, and, yeah. and things like that. And yeah, it was a very long and, and difficult I, journey. Yeah, and I was very lucky I had my mom. You know, my mom and I basically were going through the same kind of thing at the same time. You know, I won't go into details about why or anything. It was pretty complicated and, and all that and had to do with family. So, but, um, but yeah, like, it, I was very lucky to have my mom and not everybody is that lucky. So it's, yeah, definitely happy to discuss if you want to. Yeah. Oh, man. My parents but, made but everything I, worse. Yeah. <laughs> everything was yeah. worse. Yeah. 